movie fans, welcome to the Cold and Trash Horror Movie Grind the Podcast. I am your host, Ian. This is the show in which we grind on the absolute worst horror and sci-fi movies we can find and make fun of just how bad they are, as well as praise the good cool classics that have been lost throughout time. Now get ready, because we're about to dive real deep inside of Hollywood's dumpster in search of the good, the so bad it's good, and the fucking ugly. Put on your seatbelt, grab a beer or two, and enjoy the show. Alright, Existence from 1999. This is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I've, I've, I've loved this movie ever since I first saw it, ever since it first came out. Well, about a year or two. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, I was like 13, 14 when, when I first saw this movie in like the year 2000, 2001, something like that. But uh, yeah, man, it, it is uh, it was really cool. So you, you, got, you got The Matrix, you got Dark City, 13th Floor, uh, Truman Show and Existence. All these movies contributed to my existential angst, the awakening of me just wondering, is this a simulation? Is, is this real? Are we still in a game? What is going on? And uh, yeah, so this movie, you can say it's, it's safe to say it shaped my childhood. Uh, my, my life. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it came out in 1999, or just a couple months after The Matrix did. Unfortunately, it didn't do as well as The Matrix. It bombed terribly. Uh, although the tagline is, makes The Matrix look like child's play. <laughs> and uh, we'll probably get into that a little later on. This is directed by David Cronenberg. Uh, funny enough, the, the first Cronenberg movie we've done on this show, uh, we'll, we'll probably get to others, namely... Video drone, probably, but yeah, this, this is the this is the first one we're doing by Cronenberg. It's got Jude Law in it for Jason Lee, who I think is a very underrated actress. Ian Holm is in it, and Willem Dafoe and a couple others. It's got six point eight stars on IMDb. That that's that's about fair, I'd say. But um, yeah, uh, the thing is, I I'd love to talk about this movie, but I can't really do it alone because that would be boring. So I need to bring in some some friends. So Daniel, are you friendly or are you not? Death of the Demon, Ian Webb. <laughs> Great to see you. Um, yeah, uh, I am probably friendly, but you're going to have to wait till the climax to actually find out if anybody's friendly. Let's be honest. Daniel, are you friendly or are you not? <laughs> yes, Ian Webb. I am friendly. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, what what was your uh, introduction to this movie? You know, honestly, it's been so long now that I do not remember. Um, I have vague memories hearing about it when I was in high school. Um, which I don't think quite lines up with the timeline, so I'm not sure exactly about it, but uh, I believe 
we caught portions of it on the sci-fi network back in the day mm. and um i can see that uh without seeing the whole movie catching portions of this is off-putting and potentially upsetting depending on what type of person you are so when you see just like gross infected bioports or uh mutilated lizards you don't know what you're actually watching <laughs> I've, i'm sure this movie just so many people and usually when they see like yeah all of that stuff just all of it they're like whoa like gross Oh, yeah. It's either like it grosses them out, freaks them out, or it's like, like what what's up with all these sexual in your windows? <laughs> like, oh yeah, the <laughs> the tension is high throughout the whole movie. It's right. a slow burn movie, but not the sexual tension that just starts at a break. Uh-huh. That's just Cronenberg being Cronenberg. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll get into a little bit more of that. Uh, what did you did you enjoy it? Absolutely. This is one of my favorite movies. Um, I uh, own two copies of it on DVD, though I no longer have a DVD player. I'm not giving them up. (laughs) Um, I've given it as a gift to multiple people. Um, I've watched it countless times. I really like this Right on. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, All right. Awesome, man. Uh, So I've got a few other guests. I'll bring them in. Um, The next two guests, uh, they're – Back from last week when we did Spider of Night, we've got the host of I Don't Give a Flick podcast coming back and the host of Jacob Reese versus Evil, Johnny Blackburn and Jacob Johnson. Welcome back to the show. What's up? Thank existence you for uh, paused. Yeah. It's, it's, yes, pause existence. Uh, okay. All right, we're back. Well, oh, that back. wasn't a pause. It was a stop. <laughs> oh, turned in Wait, everybody freeze on three. One, two, three. Existence is paused. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back, Jude Law. Thank you so much. Uh, I can't believe Jacob made me watch this fucking film. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. Well, Jacob's fault. It was definitely my fault. I know. That's why I said I can't believe Jacob made me watch this fucking film. It wasn't my fault. Uh, I'll, it I'll, wasn't. What reality are we in? I, that's, I, why, actually, that's what I'm it, saying. I don't know. It's funny you asked that because we're still in the intro. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, this is called a trash horror movie grind. Thanks oh. everybody for watching. Cool. All right. Uh, so, um, I, I would ask the both of you same question that I did, Daniel, but I know the, the answer to that question when you first saw it because that was last night when both of y'all came over to my house and we watched it together. Except Her, Jacob, it was your second time Jacob. you just watched so it. So you lied, like, Ian. The You're night before. But it's within the past week. Would that be fair to say? Fair enough. I'm okay. answer for Jacob because he sees. He, he totally did not. Enough. Yeah. All right. Jacob. Sorry, I'm to Johnny first. Oh, yes. Jacob. Right. Is that fair to say? <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, <laughs> this is my first time seeing this movie. I only just saw it this last week. I mean, I've seen this box art specifically like everywhere, including that whole Matrix quote and everything, but I never actually right. saw the movie. Um, yeah. Knew it was Cronenberg. I knew I needed to watch it at some point, being a Cronenberg fan. Which never, just never came across. It was also just never on streaming anywhere oh, until yeah. I actually looked it up to actually like go out and find it, and it's like it's right there on Pluto TV or whatever. It used to be on free. Netflix actually, if, like it several was. years ago, like a decade ago. Yeah, oh, <laughs> several years ago, a decade, maybe ten years. 
could be 20. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe been, 50 years ago. Could have been two months. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just counting. But Back when uh, Netflix was just a flesh pod, right? right. <laughs> the reason why I, I, I brought you all here today is because so uh, Johnny's podcast, I don't give a flick. Jacob, you and I have both been reoccurring contributors on there many times. Mm-hmm. And a few of those times we have mentioned Cronenberg. And uh, so I was thinking since I'm actually getting to do a Cronenberg, might as well bring you all on it. And and uh yes yeah, so i did <laughs> well played here well done well, here we are here we are yeah so uh, what, what did you guys think of it johnny go first well you know me i'm i'm gonna probably be the harshest critic you have yeah, ever come on probably. so yeah, you're like a roll the dice let's just it's like you know, yeah I'll like it or let's, you won't, let's just I'll tear it apart yeah let's start at uh the first frame of the movie Okay. Well, so we'll frame listen, by frame. I'm kidding. I kidding. still have another guest uh, to bring on. It was four hours. <laughs> all right. Uh, it was. It was. I mean, it was solid. You know. I mean, it was. A, it was a solid film. I mean, I'll. I'll go into what I loved and and didn't love when we get into it uh-huh. later in that segment. But it was definitely. It was interesting seeing a Cronenberg movie that combined a bit of the body horror element and then combined a little bit of the psych thriller, which you kind of see in Eastern Promises and A History of Violence, mm, yeah. um, which a lot of people did not. And I didn't know that he had done that until, you know, probably a year ago when um, Jacob had been on my show, brought up The Fly, started talking about Cronenberg. I was like, who the hell's Cronenberg? And so I was looking him up and then I watched <laughs> The Fly and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty fucking good. And so I was like looking up his IMDb. Saw that he had a, an affinity for Viggo Mortensen, I guess, and uh, yeah, and lately it still does. Yeah, I, yeah, his yeah. upcoming yeah. movie coming out will have him in it. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, um, he, he's uh, yeah, Viggo Mortensen is like uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio and or Robert De Niro to Scor- Scorsese. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was solid. It was solid. Um, it was it was nice to see. Uh, I like it when directors kind of reach out and do a good uh like a mixture of subgenres or, or genres yeah you know try to expand defi- themselves. that's definitely this movie for sure yeah uh jacob how about you yeah i think i'm i hate to agree with johnny but i'm kind of in the same <laughs> boat it's solid it's a solid movie uh a little squishy but it's there <laughs> oh, I agree with that. <laughs> but no i i really did enjoy this especially um thinking back to sort of the time of 1999 where it's like you got the matrix which is so special effects heavy martial arts it's like it's action it's in your face while this is actually way more subdued especially for a cronenberg movie like like johnny was saying it's way more like dramatic and more like dialogue driven than just like here's like some sick ass gore and stuff like that it's like the gore is there but it's like it's very subtle and just not right plays a huge part until you know um and yeah, it's it's kind of cool because basically this and the Matrix have a lot of the same plots and ideas, but Matrix kind of goes balls balls to the wall, while this one just kind of takes it, it takes its time and kind of lets you sort of like live in the world of existence and like makes you keep questioning which which reality is which and who's actually yeah. a good guy, who's a bad guy, and then yeah, all the sexual metaphors, all the like disease metaphors, all this stuff that mm-hmm. Cronenberg loves to do is all there. But yeah, I just think it's pretty solid. Awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah, I agree with all that. And I too, I, I like it's definitely it's obviously not a perfect movie. There's definitely there's some things missing. I, I wish I just wish 
like the my big issue with this is that it just makes me want it more. Really, it's like it, yeah. it's like a, a taste of yeah. this world that I, I'm just like unfulfilled. <laughs> but, I would say uh, like maybe one detriment is like it feels very '90s. Like when yeah, I watch The Matrix absolutely. today, it doesn't feel '90s. It feels kind of huh. almost timeless. While this <laughs> just has a very '90s feel. Yeah, I yeah, wish I agreed sure. with you, Jacob. But the last time I watched The Matrix, I was rolling my eyes so hard, like just bow, even bow, the opening bow, bow, scenes. Bow, 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 bow. Oh, so good, <laughs> so good. Um, well, uh, awesome. Well, let me uh, put. Uh, we'll we'll get back to all that in a bit. I still have one more guest to join, as she's definitely no uh, stranger to the show. She, she's probably been in more episodes than all of y'all have been in. Uh, Johnny and Daniel, you've been on but quite a lot. And uh, yeah, so she uh, is yeah, like I said, a recurring contributor to this show, but she also has a new show on FMS Horror called This Is Where You Die. Or Bree, welcome back to the show. Hello! So glad to be back. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, like I said, you are now officially in the infamous horror family. This is I am. I and am. Yeah. Last time you were on, we we uh, talked about it. It's the video game uh, show where where you play horror games and just talk yes. while you do it. Uh, but now you actually have a few episodes out. Uh, by the time yeah. this episode comes out, you might have about three or four out. But by that time, maybe maybe three, something like. Well, who knows? Those watching it, just just look up. This is where you die. You'll find out. Yes, for <laughs> sure. You can't go wrong. Right. Uh, how how's it going for you? Uh, having your own show. Uh, I will say that uh, it's a lot more busier than occasionally being a, in a guest spot, I will admit, uh, you know, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, hey, show up, uh, answer these prompts. Now it's like, oh, shit, I actually have to put in some real effort. Oh, my God. <laughs> create it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a blast. Um, you know, I'm getting to do two things that I love, you know, enjoying the horror genre and playing video games, so it's oh, a win-win for me. Nice, uh, cool. Uh, that's awesome. You're having fun. Uh, what games do you look forward to covering in the future? Ooh, um, all right. Well, I mean, I've already kind of like spoiled it a little bit with our Bigfoot episode. However, we got a phasmophobia coming up, which essentially you are a ghost hunter. Uh, looking for evidence of what kind of ghost is haunting this specific place. But instead of, you know, ghost hunters where, you know, you just leave at the end of the night, uh, the ghost can kill you. And honestly, it's horrifying. Uh, so I think I'm going to be doing a two-parter episode where not just myself, but my guests will be talking about this game, but also sharing our own personal ghost stories nice. as we get uh, murdered by these ghosts. Uh, so I'll be having quite a few episodes on this just to you know talk to everybody get their stories as well as i've got a another indie game called labyrinth uh that starts off pretty innocuous you are just a person working at a theme park uh however as you go deeper into the maze uh things start to take a more gruesome turn so that is my current plans for well, uh, upcoming episodes all right yeah. <laughs> cool cool <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, it, it, it seems to, to be a pretty awesome show. Like, I, I saw your first two episodes. Uh, that They were definitely pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I definitely wish the best of luck with you on that. Um, Thank you. Now, uh, this, this show uh, about video games and, and, and the horror genre, that actually made me want to do this cover this up this movie for this episode on call and perfect segue. uh yeah exactly that, that's that's what i like to do um yeah so basically uh th- this is a movie existence is about future of virtual reality video gaming so i was like yeah that would be perfect to to bridge the two shows um so let, let me ask you brie um uh, have you seen this movie before? And uh, what, what's your initial thoughts on it? I uh, I think there's a glitch in the Matrix in the fact that uh, I saw this last night, and instead of Johnny being the one to be critical, uh, I'm the oh, one shit. that's super critical. <laughs> uh oh, trouble in yeah. paradise! I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> think you've ever disliked a movie we've done before. I, I know. Yeah, I Usually, I'm either. like either like I kind of like this or I I love it. But this time I'm like, oh, I, I didn't like this. Well, in that case, death to the demoness Bree. Death to the demoness Bree. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that, that, now it's up to us guys. No, uh, no, <laughs> uh, no Bree. Um, so, yeah, that, so that's a good question. What, what did you dislike about it? Um, I don't want to spoil anything, and we'll definitely talk about it in the mm-hmm. episode, but I think it's the fact that I just saw it for the first time tonight and because I play video games and I'm so used to twists and turns and things like that, it was kind of like, I'm, I'm so used to the trope of like, okay, you're a double agent and you're a double agent, but this double agent is also this double agent. That's definitely what happens. (laughs) Everybody's a double agent. (laughs) I I think, you know, I'm just so bored of that trope. And so I think I, I just didn't find it entertaining, and I was kind of slightly bored. So, but we'll talk more about it in an episode. Yeah, that's for sure. fine. I, I forgive you. Thank you. Uh, not that, okay to be like, wrong. I, I don't care. forgive her on this. Case, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, what was the, I was going to ask you another question? <laughs> hmm. um, oh, oh, yeah. So, actually, going back to to your. Uh, your show so you, you you play games on your show since this is about virtual reality would you would you ever do virtual reality on your show like oculus or something like that um as of right now no but that's just because i'm poor and i can't afford a <laughs> VR realistically yeah. um that's fair. also i think the part of the fun for the show of me is I'm really bad at horror games. Uh, I scare easily. I'm well. That would be. I'm awesome. a huge weenie. Um, no, that so, would be awesome. Just have you just look around and just like. Yes, um, I've heard like phasmophobia in particular is terrifying in VR. Um, my sister, who is my co-host, is way better at me. So I, I think it would be fun. I think it'd be fun in VR if I could afford it and if I ever got the guts to do it. But I am admittedly a huge weenie uh, when it comes okay. to horror games. But that's something I will explore in the future for sure. Because there's also a lot of good like zombie killing games in there too. Yes, there's also like a game where like you are like running like a 
kind of like a taco stand, but you're serving zombies. I don't know that one. It's something. That's cool. I'll have to like find the name for it, but the issue is like it's a single player, and my focus is multiplayer horror games. But it's definitely something. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe if they gotcha. patch in multiplayer horror games, then uh, I guess I'll be uh, running my there, own brain taco stand. Uh, but yeah, cool. So we'll we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later on, I guess, as as time develops. But because <laughs> I have an Oculus and I have. Uh, a couple of horror games that I like. I'd, I'd love to stream with you and and whatnot. Oh fuck yeah! Let's get into it. Hell yeah! <laughs> right. Well, uh, for for now, let, let's get into existence and specifically, here's the trailer. There's an intimacy involved in playing existence that is beyond description. In the not too distant future. Okay, now I feel the 90s. Possibilities are so great. Not too distant. It, it's the distant future, but not, don't worry, it's not too distant. But it's the 90s future, not, not today's future. This is very important. This trailer is terrible. Yeah. It is an awful trailer. This doesn't tell me no anything. Yeah, there's. It doesn't. It's not prefacing anything to do with the upcoming script. Like I don't. This is one of the worst. This is not the movie. Or what, yeah, what is this today? movie about? What? Oh God! Is this like the room porn? Kill someone here. Do it. It's just a game. It's like licking her nub. Something about a game. And a, bo a bone gun and a guy burning alive. And a glowing pancreas. People looking obviously. Step into my I can't remember the last time that I saw a trailer that did so much injustice to a movie and left me more like this is not a movie that I've seen. Oh yeah, you gotta have the techno in there. Oh god. What happened? Just come back here with us. <laughs> I think we're still inside the game. You're stuck now, aren't you? Sound like ministry playing in the background, some industrial <laughs> model. Uh yeah, so no wonder this movie just failed the box office horribly <laughs> people yeah. saw that trailer they were like fuck that uh, yeah i wouldn't watch that that looks <laughs> terrible <laughs> is that the movie that you watched breeze this is why we're having a, some trouble with the i <laughs> just watched the trailer i came into this room and here i am to talk shit <laughs> yeah i wouldn't blame you i would no you. that seems reasonable to me um uh, okay so yeah, so the movie is definitely better than the trailer. So says four of us. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Uh, okay, well, anyway, let, let's uh, let's get into the plot. Uh, so, who can say what the uh, the plot is to this in, in one minute? I mean, not one minute, one sentence. <laughs> Anybody? I got it. Um. This is a physical form 
of a um oh shoot i just lost the word of it uh psychology 101 or philosophy 101 class um discussing the difference between existentialism and transcendentalism put to okay. hip 90s bullshit <laughs> okay so this is the first future of virtual reality video gaming um basically uh yeah so like this is like pretty much this is especially in the 90s how people envision virtual reality to be like uh would you all agree like that it's kind of like ahead of its time but at the same time kind of like what everybody kind of figured like the future would be like i thought it was a movie about a male partner accepting being pegged isn't that what it's about <laughs> That, like just getting that him is... comfortable, you know, <laughs> getting him used to the idea of it. Uh, Hugh uh, Jude Law's famous quote from this movie: "I have a fear of my body being penetrated." Exactly, yeah. it's about relationships, <laughs> it's about trying new things. You damn prudes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the, there's that and a lot of sexual in your window. Uh, I don't even know where to start, really. But um, yeah, so th this is the future of virtual reality gaming, like I was saying. So it's like, this is actually, I would love this if this was real. If we lived in this world and you just like plug into this game and you're just in another world that's like realer than real, you know? And you can just pretty much do anything, and then you go on like quests, and uh, and then you have like contacts people, and and uh, you, you know uh, your double agents and stuff like that. Which I have to agree with Bri or disagree with Bree. Actually, <laughs> like I loved all the double agents and all that stuff. Like so. You, you know, they plug in and they're like, you meet this guy over here and then he'll put you on your quest and then they kill the Chinese waiter. But it turns out he was a double agent. He was on your side. But it turns out you were the double agent all along. And, <laughs> like, that's so cool. Like, I mean, I understand, like, that that is overkill for you. Like, you've done that a lot and so it's an old trope. But for 1999... Is it? That was a different trope back then. So I think that, again, I kind of address that. That's my issue now is because mm. the fact I watched it last night, I've already been introduced to that trope. But I'm sure in 1999, that was revolutionary. That was something new. So. Yeah. What, what, what did, Brie, what did you think about the, the whole thing about like this? Uh, so not only is it virtual reality, but it's this organic creature that you plug into your spine and then you pretty much hallucinate whatever is just like the game goes by like your thoughts basically is what that okay that i did like because don't get me wrong i do like cronenberg and that is right in cronenberg's weird ass alley don't get me wrong yeah, i like absolutely. that part it's just uh I like the body horror. That's why I like Cronenberg. I like the fly. I like Videodrone. You mentioned we we're going to be bringing up Videodrone a lot. 
you know, I like those sort of things. I like the body horror. I like how it's not just, hey, plug into this machine. Like, this is a part of you. You know, this yeah. is your thoughts. Well, it, your it's not only that. It, it's another entire other being. Exactly. You, you need another person. So it's like this weird, like, three-way thing. Exactly. Or, well, you gotta have the sexual <laughs> innuendo. It's it's credit work after all. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Is that uh, where Guillermo del Toro got the idea for Pacific Rim? You have to have two pilots <laughs> to power up uh, a giant mech. Maybe I wouldn't be Ooh, surprised. Yeah. I I feel like a lot of people just kind of were very, uh, you, you know, they they use this movie as inspiration. Absolutely, oh, especially. Yeah. Le- I'm just gonna put it out there. Inception is. 100% a ripoff of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ready Player One. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the book Ready Player One, not so much, but the yeah, the movie, definitely. Uh, I'm definitely one of those, like, the book is better, people, for that movie. <laughs> They're both um, terrible. Uh, Johnny, how about you? You said you, you were real, you had, like, or you were feeling mixed feelings about this. <clears throat> I mean, I, I I had mixed feelings going in. I mean, when we when you showed the trailer last week, and I saw Jude Law and Jennifer Jason Lee sitting there, I was like, okay, cool. Like these are both relatively decent actors. Uh, it's probably got a good budget. The script can't be awful, so that'll be cool. And then I saw a guy get shot in the cheek with a tooth, and I thought to myself, wow, this is probably actually going to be way more awesome than I thought. So my mixed feelings were already there walking in. And they're uh, still there after viewing it. Yeah, and they're still there after viewing it um, for a myriad of reasons. Uh, biggest thing being, uh, I really, I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to go into that right now. Yes, I have mixed feelings right now. <laughs> okay, I will go into it when we review the movie. <laughs> well, where we are in fact reviewing the movie, or are we? <laughs> we're actually turns out we're actually that's still a question. In the intro. Well, when you specifically ask me what did I not like about it, then I'll answer that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it turns out we're still in the intro, so let's play that trailer. Oh God! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you can't happen again. To me. I want to wait. Ex- I Existence exactly is paused. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do y'all feel about this so like all the nose? Name the title of this movie. Existence. Existence. I like that. Existence. I mean, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it seems like something a, a corporate company like any other oh, Activision would do. I, <laughs> like, I don't feel it's, it's very a John original. Romero doom it, shit. Yeah, it's not a it's not a very clever name. Uh oh it, yeah, it, it is like, capital, X, capital, Z, the whole movie. capital yeah, X capital Z. Capital X Capital Z. They literally yeah, ripped into fine. that movie's name four times inside of the movie. Uh, with yeah. other things, they've got um, transcendence. Yeah. Um, they've got uh, yeah, uh, art god, and they've got um, I don't remember. Uh, where is it here? Um, the name of the company that owns all of it. Uh, Pilgrim. Pilgrimage. Oh, Pilgrimage. Yeah. Pilgrimage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a different question for you guys just as is one of those things is, is i hear you guys talking about the things you didn't like about it would you like this if it was a video game Ooh. because to me that it's done perfectly as 100%. a video game movie yeah without I, being based off of a video game it has every element that you'd want I, your I npcs just... are perfect your player characters are perfect um the repetition is perfect there's like 
all of it screams and shoves video game down your uh, down your throat the whole time. Oh yeah, like all the glitchy NPCs and like the dialogue options and stuff. And it's like, oh, if I leave this NPC in the middle of a dialogue option, they'll stop. But then I'm, whenever I come back, they'll restart yeah. everything, just like a Fallout or Skyrim or any of those. Um, no, I'd be terrified. No, it's uh, basically like <laughs> any other board, like any other game today. Because like when I was watching this uh, through Modern Lens, it's like we've played so many like betrayal type board games. Um, I feel like not so much, and then like Among Us was huge uh, during mm. the pandemic, right? And so it's like I've gotten used to the point of all these betrayal games, um, but to have one that you sort of assimilate a whole new character and you gain like memories and stuff. That would be a mind fuckery for sure. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, mess up your life permanently. <laughs> yeah. This game definitely would do that. It's like, I mean, let's just jump to the end where where they're like about to murder the guy, and he's just like, "Wait, are we still in the game or not?" I don't. I don't yeah. know. That's a great <laughs> ending line for it, and I feel like that would be one of your bad ends. Like if you screwed up the whole thing and you mm. end up exiting the game, but you haven't accomplished your goals. And you turn out that you're the bad guy in all of it, and you're like gonna go kill a person, and now you don't even know if you're done. Like that's yeah. a bad end. You just <laughs> you, made, you made bad decisions, and I do feel like the whole movie was built along the lines of um, they went down some right paths, but they made enough bad decisions that they got the bad ending. Mm. Uh, and I appreciate that a lot uh, in it. Yeah. I, I just it, when I evaluate this as a video game movie as opposed to a movie. Uh, I get a whole different vibe off of it than uh, a lot of what you guys are talking about. Like, it's rough for a movie, but it does such yeah. a great job um, communicating to you, like, a script for a video game and, like, how how off-kilter it can exactly. get. Exactly. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm going to uh, agree with you and actually support your your uh, your thought there with like how they say okay to get an illegal bioport installed at midnight we just go to your country gas station and they go to the country gas station. country gas station later. <laughs> and, and, and then like they're like well go to the chinese restaurant and it's chinese restaurant words. chinese restaurant yeah with and, chinese and workers <laughs> chinese waiter is yeah, the name of the character. and that that's so video game absolutely like it's, yeah you go to like I, I can see myself playing a video game, and I'm like going to the big gas country gas station, which we don't know at the time. This is is the video game, but like there, there's also a bunch of like hints and clues, like um, mm -hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee's character, like Geller, she's like walking around, just like feeling the air and touching oh, things. Oh, being a total weirdo, yeah. I definitely <laughs> have that in my notes too. Uh, her her reaction to it is your very first clue that you're in the video game already, uh, just like with her acting like a weirdo, like right? And, and then you see the the two headed mutated amphibian thing. Sign of the times. I also saw a fun comment somebody had mentioned on a YouTube video I watched about it, where her hair changes every single time which yes. reality she's yep. in too. So mm, that yeah. Uh, so how do y'all feel about the the whole game within a game within a game, which, like I said, is very Inception-like, but much, much earlier than Inception. I mean, wasn't this would be technically considered the OG, right? 
I mean, it yeah, started, I think did so. it start films like that? Like, I've never seen, uh, prior to this, I'd never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. Total Recall kind of did it, but not to yeah. this extent. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's like, you know, taking on a whole new identity at the end. It's just like, uh, what if this is all a dream? Then let's not look yes. it up or whatever. I mean, that, they, is, they, that they, is true. Yeah, they minorly touched on true. it. I mean, this one completely, the entire storyline was based around that philosophy, yeah, yeah, not just sure. a part of it. But I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about it. Yeah, uh, Total Recall for sure. Yeah, that that is, it, it, it's to a much lesser extent, but it's still the right. whole like, is this real? Is this not? Because yeah. you had seen different things over the history of cinema where they do like alternate realities as far as time travel goes. That's pretty yeah. common. I mean, it's been going on for a long yeah. time. Uh, but yeah, this was this was new. I mean, it's definitely an. I'm sure it was an original idea, just like you know the. Uh, Blair Witch Project was, you know, back in the late 90s, you know, uh-huh. it seemed revolutionary at the time. And now we've seen so many of them done that it just seeing this for the first time. And if it's the original, it probably would have had more of an impact on me had I seen this initially before watching Inception or The Matrix yeah. or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Sure. I agree with that. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, how about the ending? Like, I mean, I, I I briefly went over it, but how do you all feel about the the vague ending? Like, is it still in the, are they still in the game or or not? And then it just ends on that. Love it. Love yeah. covering ambiguous endings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like sometimes you could say like that. That's uh, just like that's cheap. Like, but. I mean, some movies that it's just like okay, that's just a dumb way of doing it. But like this, also like Total Recall is a good like ambiguous ending where it's like either way, I'm happy with you know. It's like either this is still in the game and they're just on a certain level, and it's like it makes you think like there's just levels upon levels where they're just like they they have to pretty much there's one side against the other and somebody has to win and then they go to a next level and they don't know who's who or it's this is real life and they're just like we need to destroy these people who are pretty much destroying human life as we know it with their virtual reality that's I mean what they say is that that it's causing a problem for humanity so it's like either way works yeah and i want to bring think. up the i want to bring up this is the third ending actually because we have two other endings in our big inception there we have the first game ending uh in which um you know one of your main characters dies the one that you're supposed to be protecting you're the bodyguard and you're supposed to be protecting this girl you're talking about within existence yes and then uh he cuts that cord and she bleeds out and he can't stop the bleeding she's infected and bleeding and dies Mm -hmm. then the second ending um is in what they believe is originally the reality um which gets really bonkers where all of a sudden a whole bunch of troops show up that are people from inside the game. And um, uh, Allegra Geller goes ahead and uh, just shoots the uh, the innkeeper that was, I mean, Pykel loses his mind. He's like, you just killed a person. Like, I didn't like the way he was acting. He was fucking with me. I don't like it. <laughs> like, how do you know that this is the game? Like, I don't know. It doesn't, it's the game. I don't know. Feels like a yeah. game. 
This guy was I, acting like an NPC. I don't like it. And so she lost that game, or she won that game, it's yeah. hard to tell. Uh, and then <laughs> they go out, and then they're, you're possibly still in another game at the third ending that you're discussing. So yeah, I really like that arc at the end. Like, we're going to just shove it in here that we have no clue when the game ends. Yeah. So we don't, this and is why you have a non-ending. I just way. like, no matter who wins or loses, it's still like a grim ending. So oh, yeah. Pretty much we all lose, basically. <laughs> there well, are also no the winners. absurdity of it. Like, it's kind of comical how it's just like, oh, no, this they betrayed me here. No, they betrayed me here. Oh, this is a different reality. This is the other reality. It's like you get to the point where it's like you're exhausted enough. We're just like, okay, I, let's let's have fun <laughs> with it. There, I don't know which reality um, you're in, but let's fucking get there. <laughs> yeah. I still hate it. <laughs> 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 Alright, uh, Bree, what, what, uh, other than what you said, what, what, uh, why, why do you hate it? Like, you, you use that word hate, which is so strong. I do, I, I don't <laughs> use it. So, the reason I say it is, you know, you all are praising this ending. I'm sorry to play devil's advocate. Um, no, no, you all are praising this ending, you know, what is real, what is not. You know, talking about cliffhanger, cliffhanger endings. I love a good right. cliffhanger, right? And one of the movies where it's left on a cliffhanger that I actually really love is Blade Runner. You know, is Harrison uh -huh. Ford an android or not? Like, that's done really well because you're rooting for a certain side each time. And Ian, at the very beginning, you brought up, I want more of this movie, you know? Yes. And the thing is, because there's no real context about what each side really means, I can't root for anybody. I can't root I for... See. Android, I can't root or antenna. I can't root for the other party. I can't root for the, you know, reality resistance. I don't know enough about anybody to be like I'm in, totally invested in these people. Blade Runner, I'm fucking invested. I want to know is he an android or not. But right. I think, I think if Cronenberg explored this more, fleshed out each side more, I would be more invested. I want to know more things like that and. I just didn't get it from this movie, you know, and he keeps adding layer. Is this a game? Is this a game? Is this a game? I don't fucking care. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I, I that, can't that's root. very fair. That, that's, that's fair. So, I think very if there was more, fair. like you said, I would be more invested, but it just feels like a very surface level trying to go for plot twists, things like that. And I'm just, uh -huh. I can't get into it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, because no, you, you're absolutely right. And it's like, I guess you don't, yeah, you don't really care enough about the characters. My yeah. thing is that like, you don't really need to, it's just, it, it's more about like the potential for me that, that I like, it's like, I love how there, the idea that there is a game developer a company that's so good that there is an entire terrorist organization that needs to that feels the need to kill her to stop what she is doing to society. That's fair. And that's fair. I and like there's a fatwa against it, which uh, what this movie was actually inspired by an actual fatwa. I, f I forgot what the uh, the guy's name is. An author who wrote a book. I think it's called the uh, 
something something satanic thing the satanic passages or something like that um Leve something uh, i think and all these different religious organizations like wanted to kill him for it and so that inspired Cronenberg to make this movie and and it's cool i like i love how there's just she's on the run for her life because she built the best game ever <laughs> you know uh and not only that not only are, is there a terrorist organization trying to kill her for it but there's another video game organization uh i forgot what they were called it's like corporal some systems something Portable systematics yeah yep and, and they like took ian holmes character and made him like he he was a double agent oh, we're probably gonna say that a lot corporate but, espionage man love it yeah it's like mission impossible up in here and uh she like he kidnaps her game and is like hey if you want your game like join us so it's like sega versus nintendo or playstation versus xbox but like to a much higher degree that like they're killing each other over this and Listen, you don't know what happens behind closed doors <laughs> as we do what nintendo don't so you you have these three factions you, you have you have antenna research and then you have again jacob tell me Oh, uh, cortical systematics. Yes, exactly. I'm just saying it's so forgettable that uh, we're having to be reminded. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you have uh, the real, the realists, who are just like, we need to protect realism. What we like, think, feel, like what we feel is real at all costs, because this is such a danger to our society. And I love that. That uh, it's just pretty much the idea of it. And I would love to see. I would so much love to see more, uh, Johnny. Uh, but w what? What about you? So, uh, do, do you want to add to any of this, or do you want to just? I don't know. Start a new topic of your own of, of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like. I would like to jump in really quick with, with yes. what I wasn't a, a giant fan of. Um. I really felt like this I really felt like this film could have been a lot stronger had had there been more I guess not easter eggs of any kind necessarily but some hints of some kind to what the final twist would be I guess um okay. well hell I mean you, you guys hear me talk about that I don't I I don't want it to be obvious in the film but I do want little little droplets here and there of what the final you know what the final conclusion is going to be you know i mean hell i mean i jacob and i argue about this all the time with hereditary i didn't like hereditary's ending because i didn't feel that they gave us enough enough of of clues to actually realize what was going to happen at the end it just came out of fucking nowhere and really had the potential to be one of the best horror movies ever made in my opinion um but i feel like this could have kind of done I, this <laughs> Uh, that's the topic for another day. So, for another day. I love how you, um, you love to throw this movie into every movie that we cover on this show. That's <laughs> not that's not accurate. I don't do it on because we it's not a lot of them. Strongly disagree with other, each other's opinions on it. Um, I I really I don't think they did a very good job of setting up 
setting up the world. So even with Inception, you kind of had a general idea if it was a second level dream or a third tier dream or if they weren't set, or you had a decent guess. Um, in this one, it was just kind of, I thought I knew. And then at the very end, all that crap happened without giving spoilers away. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I don't know. Just left an unfulfilled taste in my mouth. I don't know. Uh, I just don't think they did a very good job of setting up the conclusion. I thought they could have been stronger with that. I didn't think the dialogue was super, it wasn't super amazing. Like it wasn't that witty. It wasn't terribly exciting sounding. It was okay. You know, it's a big budget. It's it was a, it was a, a fairly big budget. I wouldn't say blockbuster, but film. Um, so I just would have expected it to be with that cast and with it being a Cronenberg film. I expected the script to the dialogue to be a little stronger. Um, I agree with the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that we. Uh, I don't think we. And you know how big I am on character arcs of development. I don't really think we saw that with anybody on this. Um, mainly because it might be because it's a video game movie. Um, maybe you don't see that as often with video game films. Yeah. I'm not as, uh, I'm definitely not as, uh, a, a much of a, um, you know, connoisseur gamer? of those type of movies as you guys are. You're not a real gamer? No, no, I am not. I am, I am probably the only person on this panel who is not a real gamer of any kind. Um, I'm not a gamer. <laughs> okay, sure, Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean that, that it was, it was the script and the dialogue were my, my two biggest problems with it. Everything else was solid. I, I told you, I love the SFX on this. I thought the SFX team and any Cronenberg movie, they're always really good. Even yeah. his ones that aren't body horror kind of stuff. Um, Dude, wait, wait till you see, um, sorry to interrupt, but wait, wait till you see uh, Videodrome. There, there's you haven't a... seen Video Drone? Holy shit! You That's are in crazy. for a treat. James, I haven't seen Video Drone. Yes, James Woods really? has a chest vagina. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm I just mean, saying I... it's uh, sorry. It, it's, it sounds uh, interesting. Hot. It's so hot. It's good. Uh, it's, a, well, it's a hot commodity. It's a hot take. I I uh, I have to disagree with you on the the leading up to the. To the reveal at the end, you said that there's no uh, anything that like hints to that. Or no, I said it wasn't obvious enough. I didn't say there was an. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that okay. I, 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 in one hand, I agree with you. In another hand, I don't. This is the kind of movie, especially for the '90s. They they did this a lot, like with like uh, Fight Club and stuff. You need to watch the movie twice. And I know that you just yeah. saw this movie for the first time last night. Yeah. Jacob, you you last night you watched this movie for the second time. Did you did you pick up on things that you did the first time? Oh yeah, just like with Fight Club and the Matrix, it's just like oh yeah, now I know which reality is which. It's like it's fun to you know see all the little context clues here and there, and like a lot of dialogue just seems a little off kilter to the sort of you know lean into which reality is which, um, but not to the same degree as. Fight Club, I think, because Fincher was really good at doing like the whole subliminal messaging and stuff. And then, yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, I thought it was good in in, in that regard to an extent. Yeah. Uh, what would you like? When you watched it for the second time, were you like picking up on on the clues that this was actually the game the whole time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and then also just trying to like. Also going back to like the very end and deciphering if that's actually like their reality. Cause it's like, there's so many things there, like the dog having a fake jacket. You're just like, this is still the, this is still the game, but they're also using real guns. And it's like, okay, is it not the game? Um, 
Yeah, and, the, and yeah, the dog just like randomly picking up the bone <laughs> gun, running away, and it's like, oh yeah, that's their dog. That's stuff like that. Um, yeah, that that's a yeah. big clue right there. Yeah, the uh, NPC quests and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, like how the dog keeps grabbing the gun and bringing it to uh, yeah. somebody. <laughs> well, I mean, even the very beginning, like when the bone gun shows up, you already know it's it's the game. It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you don't know that the first time. The first time, right? You're like, but the second oh, time, wow, you're like, "Oh, is this that? is obviously the gaming reality because that kid brings in the bone gun and just kills that dude." Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then so like the dog keeps bringing him the gun, and then at the end, when they're in real life, or so we think. Yeah, that was loud. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> cracked a beer, <laughs> like echo yeah, in my ear. <laughs> Every all four, all five of us at once. Uh, yeah, so the Doug brings up the beer. The it's a beer. <laughs> it's all right, uh, Daniel. Let me uh, add to that. A beer. I want a dog to bring me a beer. Oh, it is loud. Wow, I have to. I put that, that right time. by my mic for you, Daniel, to make you feel less awkward. I didn't I got put mine you. anywhere near the mic. I have no idea why that happened. It's all right. Uh, I got you. He's got anyway, good microphones. It's all right. <laughs> the the dog keeps bringing people the gun, and at the end, what what during the, the, dog the, wants... attempt, the gun the the dog <laughs> brings them the gun, and so so it's like that, which is cool for for two things. One is that uh, it, is that it, it shows how much of this game is influenced by the user and like their intentions, their thoughts and everything. They're like, okay, we plan to assassinate this game developer. And so the game is influenced on the, uh, uh, on the person being the game developer being murdered. And so they're like, as soon as we're done, the gun is, the dog is going to bring us some guns. And so that's a reoccurring um, theme in this game, which is a recurring hint. So I, I like, I really like that. So it's, it's pretty much if you watch the movie a few times, you kind of pick up on that, and you're like, okay, this is this actually all all the boxes are checked. You know, like all the things that you think don't make sense actually do make sense now. So Bree and Johnny, I, I would definitely invite you to to watch the movie again. And then see if you have a difference of opinion. Again, too, I'm still not. I do want to add a, a note to that. With the che- we we brought yeah. up cheesy dialogue and cheesy characters and stuff before, um, but um, thematically throughout the movie, the reoccurring tropes that are brought up all lead to the end. The whole infection thing that keeps yes. being brought up they mentioned at the end that um this video game is an infection on people and reality and that's part of their um uh that's part of their speech is that they had to play the game to see it you're truly amazing and you're truly distorting and infecting reality with your views uh and that's why you have to die and they they it just sort of helps go all the way back to the beginning and sort of bring in those ties and why it is that they're just hammering these from the start. If it's viewing your thoughts and doing things and pulling all of your personality into it, having these two assassins inside of the game um, with their toxic thoughts, it just, 
it makes so much so weird in the movie and it kind of makes a whole lot of sense and I, I kind of appreciate that like all the grotesque all the weird all of it is um it, it just goes back to their toxic thoughts so yeah, I'm, I'm just saying they still say you know ghosts don't see what they want to see in the sixth sense and i still fucking hate it i, still, <laughs> I understand it but i still fucking hate it <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot argue with whether or not you like or dislike a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I will really argue that I like it. Saying. One I'm of us. Saying. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, let me let me ask you, what if you were in charge of fixing this movie? How would you? What changes would you make to it to make it something that you would enjoy? Ooh, that's that's the hard part. Is I don't know if I could like fully enjoy this, you know, even if I updated the special effects, even if I updated the dialogue. Again, I think it's the issue that I saw it so much later than you guys. You know, I'm so used mm -hmm. to these video games twists and turn. I'm so used to the sixth sense. I'm so used to M. Night Shyamalan. That's the issue is, again, I think it was revolutionary for the time, but no offense, I'm younger than sense. you guys. Yeah. I, I just don't think there <laughs> is the issue of fixing it because people, you know, my age and younger are just used to these plot twists. That, don't that get does me make wrong. a lot of sense. I was definitely like a dumbass 13 or 14 year old when I first right. saw this. And I was like, this is amazing. It's not being you a dumbass or naive. It's just, no, I was. it's a different time. It's a different time. Again, it's, yeah. you know, no, no, I grew up on M. Night Shell. No, you, you do make a good point. Absolutely. So, well, so would it be fair to say that you would probably take away all the like the the twist like at, at the end like oh this this is still a game like like what what would make you enjoy a movie like this about a virtual reality video game okay um ooh, that's a hard one i think uh if everybody was playing like you know people that they made their avatar to be you know there's like a two foot pink-haired dwarf, you know. So you 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 would make it a true video game. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I did not like player Ready Player One. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I think you can take that, but add the Cronenberg element. You know, I I like Cronenberg. I like the body horror. I think you can do a lot with that. You know, take it fucking Second Life, and but add the body horror to it. I think. You can still take the same thing, take away the whole twists and turns, add more body horror to it. I liked that. I liked, you know, the the body horror of it, you know, the fucking frogs that are still in their egg sacs. I liked that a lot. It's just it's so hard to explain. I'm not saying oh, you, it's a you, bad movie. It, it's just saying yeah. I don't enjoy it because I'm not used to the twist and I'm used to the twists and turns right. that you guys weren't used to. That's the difficult part, is trying to take the subjective element and separating it from the objective element. That makes sense. Here. No, that, that's you totally think, fair. You think you okay. would have liked it had you seen it at an earlier age? before you? I think I would have. You know, that's the thing. I think, objectively speaking, that's I would have liked it if I were earlier, if I didn't play Star Wars The Old Republic, if I didn't watch Inception, if I didn't watch M. Night Shyamalan. That's the issue. 
So I've got yeah. a follow-up question for Bree then on that same topic. I want you to go one step further with that. Um, yeah. I'm curious, what was your existence then? What was the movie that you saw when you were young and impressionable and hadn't seen something like this before that you saw the first time you're like, wow, all those twists and turns, they're doing this perfectly that you still look <laughs> back on now. And now you're eye-rolling about other movies that have done it because you saw that first movie that did it the right way like we had. Uh and what and was it inception <laughs> <laughs> so that is a super good question i don't mean to hog this episode it's just i have to no, have I that mean, fascinating us right um, now <laughs> view on it you saw all of these other movies that took elements from it and and you know what they maybe have done it better because they've had a chance to take a look at it and time gives you a chance to adjust things views on old uh, old movies. So I mentioned Blade Runner before, but it actually wasn't a movie. It was actually a video game. I brought up Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, <laughs> since I'm a video game channel, I've loved video games my entire life. Um, I live for them. Uh, the reason I bring up Star Wars: The Old Republic, uh, I mean, it's been like over 20 years. I can I can give a spoiler. Um, so you know, you're playing as like this Jedi. You are representing the light side, everything like that. And then you're hunting down a Sith called Revan. And then you find out all along you've been Revan the entire time. Um, and I thought that was like the biggest. I honestly twist. didn't know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, to find to find out that you were Revan this entire time. That was like the biggest plot twist or Bioshock. Cool. Uh, God, Bioshock like... was an excellent plot twist. I'm like, holy shit. You know, every time that, you know, you're getting commanded to do all these horrific things, murder your father with a fucking golf club. Um, you know, things like that. I was like, oh shit. And the thing, you know, you're trying to figure, you know, if we're getting into movies, decided to bring up the yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. No, you know, absolutely. reference your old, you know, the old podcast. Well, say what's um, on your mind. Absolutely. You know, to bring up the thing, you know, your old podcast, you're trying to guess who is truly the thing at this point. You know, you're left guessing. Is it McCready? Is it, you know, the scientists? Everything like that. You know, I I think Jacob brought up the very good point. If I hadn't seen this before, I would have been impressed. But since I just mm. saw this last night, that's my issue. <laughs> and that's oh. fair. Yeah. That, that's absolutely fair. Uh, so, also a follow-up question. You, you mentioned earlier you weren't into the whole, like, espionage, everybody's a double agent. Yes. Um, so, at, at what point did, did you start to say, this is bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> I think the early. minute that he, you know, that Allegra figured out that he was the double agent, when he pointed the gun at her and he was In like, Chinese restaurant. death to Allegra, and I'm like, all right. This is this is so obvious. I I, I did I I agree. I I thought that the movie could very very easily go against without that part, just yes. that part of him pointing a gun to her, and then he's like, "Oh, okay, well, let me kill the Chinese waiter instead." But then it yeah. turns out that they it was good that they killed the Chinese waiter because that was their target. So it's like they should have just done that. <laughs> but what what about like that that part? Where um, they kill a Chinese waiter, but it, sh it should have they shouldn't have. Like one guy, you have like on one side you have one guy who's just like, okay, 
we we see where your loyalties are now. Like you did what we wanted you to do. That was a test. And then you have another guy who's like, you shouldn't have done that because he was on our side. And then you have two people who are on two different sides that are like pulling you one way or the other. Like, do you want to be with the realists or do you want to be with uh, the people who developed these video games? And it turns out that both guys are on the opposite sides. And then, and then you just don't know where you are. Like, I think this would be a great video game itself, which I think, Daniel, you you proposed that question. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, Bree, what what did you think about that? Where it, it more of where it leads into the plot, uh, not the plot of the movie, but the plot of the game that they're playing. Sorry, it's been done before. <laughs> I mean, but it has. This is the first no, 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 time no. you did it. Okay. Well, like, okay, in the 1990s, it's like the first time been done. But uh, I keep I hate keep bringing up the Star Wars. You know, no, no, no. It does not fit the cult trash and horror movie. No, it's right? fine. But it's fine. No, like, like it, even if you play Star background. Wars: The Old Republic, the MMO, if you play the double agent storyline, you know you're a double agent. But then this person's a double agent, and then this double agent crosses you, who's a double agent. But then you're a double agent for this double. Agent. <laughs> I guess I'm just so used to and the trope. Just... Okay. That's, that's also, fair. like James no, that... Bond movies too. There's like so many people betraying other people who are like, oh, yeah. Sean Bean's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, that, and like I said, and he Mission hasn't Impossible, been killed right? yet. <laughs> uh, Jacob, how, how about you? Uh, how how did you feel about all that? Everything like... I just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, going back, what did you say exactly? <laughs> I said uh, so. You're you're in the the Chinese restaurant, and oh. he's your target, and right. then you have so, to kill that guy, and then but it turns out he's the guy you need to meet up. He's your contact, and then whatnot. And then he pulls out the gun. Yeah, I actually I actually love that scene. Um, I actually like him pointing the gun at Allegra because going back to what Daniel's saying, it's like they're toxic toxic influences they're bringing in and like it's how the, those characters are changing and to like Allegra's advantage, his his influences on wanting to kill the creator of the game like come out and that gives her the like immediate advantage because he wasn't really sure that he actually even did what he did out of like who he is or if it was the character. So I like that kind of stuff. Um, and then also, yeah, like the him killing the uh, Chinese waiter and then like the NPCs like are just like stuck they don't know what to do it's like it's like <laughs> cyberpunk or something it's just like they're so non-reactive and then he's and then when jude law is just like uh we had a disagreement about the check just like just like <laughs> dumb like one-liners and stuff and you know I, I really enjoyed that scene for what it is yeah for sure what what about everything else after that like the the whole like um what I was talking about earlier, with, with there's the all the three different factions that are like betraying each other and trying to. Oh. Yeah, I mean that kind of goes into why I enjoyed this movie for its absurdity because it just kept adding layers upon layers upon layers to the point where mm -hmm. it was actually just comedic, and I, I at that yeah, point, that's where it felt like I always laugh at the end where it's like this yeah. is the game, right? Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it, I feel like the movie doesn't take itself as seriously as um as other i feel like most other directors or writers would like i feel like inception is so self-serious it's just it can be yeah. like overbearing at times while this it's just like 
it's comical all the things that are happening. I mean, Jude Law's accent itself is also comical. So it's like, you got to factor Everybody's that in there. Accent. Everyone's accent. <laughs> Ian Holmes pointed that out at the end. He's just like, yes. what the hell is with my accent? While Jude Law still has his American accent. Yeah, so exactly. it's like, when you're in the game, you you like take over this character, yeah. which is kind of like today when you play a video game and your character has a shitty accent, you're like, oh, that's stupid. Oh yeah, for sure. Um and, uh, yeah, like, I just found it kind of just an easy breezy ride instead of just, like, like overthinking things at every turn. Because I was mostly just kind of enjoying a lot of the mythology they were coming up with, with the pods, switching from mechanical technology to biomechanical. I mean, that was the thing I wanted to know more about um, if we were going to go into, like like things we kind of wish this movie did more of is like how like if you were to be injected into a video game and you suddenly accept that consoles like the playstation 7 is just going to be like this flesh blob like at what <laughs> point is your brain just going to be like wait what yeah what you... and that is unique trout farms and but i mean that's also just cronenberg just being like i want to do some crazy stuff being cronenberg yeah yeah exactly um, and then butthole yeah. ports, man. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even gone into that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, Daniel, you said that you and I, we have both brought this movie to many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that you, you actually buy people copies of this. I've yep. personally shown it to many friends of mine uh, over over the like two decades. <laughs> um well, how how do people usually respond to this movie or react to it? I think a lot of people are left a little bit clueless, and so I want to go back to some of the um, some of the um, arguments against the movie that I actually think are good things. I am particularly glad that with your forces of good and evil both being relatively neutral um, as far as the, the care level goes into it, I actually think that that's good because this movie is complicated to begin with. Um, I don't think that you need to bog yourself down with details of some war that you are not part of, especially when, um, most of us have a good idea of what existentialism and transcendentalism implies. Um, when we're looking more at our, um, at our main characters, uh, specifically, uh, Allegra and Ted, um, to see that they're having a whole lot of trouble deciding whether or not they're able to have free will and whether or not it does them any good to have it. Um, by making these nefarious, you know, oh, well, this is the bad guy we think, and then this is the good guy we think, and where do you stand? Like, well, when it's trying to kill Allegra, sure, it seems like that's the bad guy, but does it really matter? We're supposed to be seeing their inner turmoil and their struggle with the with the real plot. And frankly, to, to have two warring forces uh, in all of it, their, their motivation is kind of, um, it's super textbook. And I don't think that you really need an explanation of it to have it be a good movie. Yeah, okay. But uh, <laughs> um. yeah, I mean, just just when I look at the, when I look at the whole thing, um, of it, the the reaction that I get is already pretty overwhelmed most of the time, and I always tell people to watch it again, like you do. Um, uh-huh. But um, a lot of times, people take Jacob's um, view of it. They're just like, "I just went along for the ride. Like I didn't know what was going yeah. on, but it was very enjoyable to watch. Like you've got the Cronin weirdness, you've got the um, uh, 
the fun uh, tropiness of uh, video games that show up in a movie uh, without it being a video game movie, which, let's face it, in the 90s were all exactly as terrible as you remember. Um, you've got a fun way to express all of these ridiculous tropes that you don't get to play with normally um, in an enjoyable fashion. And I think it ages particularly well because of that, because we all remember playing games that had these tropes in them, and they still do the same ones. Yeah. You brought that up. I thought that was really useful when you're talking about newer games. Like, that is how new games work. You literally will kill somebody right in front of the shop owner, and the shop owner's willing to sell you pots afterwards because <laughs> that's what his job is and he's it's, not there to work yeah. he's not the police officer it's like uh i, I was gonna say this or i i did say this this movie's kind of like ahead of his time where like if you play games like red dead redemption 2 where i mean this is i mean yeah it's not quite the same but like in red dead you could you could just like do whatever you want and I mean, your actions have consequences, but it's like Red Dead is kind of the closest thing we really had to a game like Existence or uh, Transcendence. <laughs> uh, before we go on to the next segment with a prompt, uh, does anybody else have anything they'd like to add to this? Johnny, do you have anything? No, not from what I said earlier. Okay. Jacob? Nope. All right. Cool. Well, uh, the prompts that I usually have, usually I do like a pitch, a sequel, prequel, what have you to this. And today is no exception. Pitch a prequel or a sequel to this. Uh, or, I mean, I give you actually some new prompts, but for now, does anybody have like a prequel or sequel spin on? Right. Here's what I want. Uh, since now you said yes, <laughs> uh, I want to see a uh, a series, probably on HBO or maybe FX, something like that. Um, kind of similar to Westworld, where it shows this world and like pretty much remake this as a series, more fleshed out, like hour long episodes, ten episodes each of what like this world is what this game is what you see within the game i want to see more of the factions of the two different companies that are battling each other and then you have the realist terrorist organizations that are trying to actually kill to preserve humanity or at least what they think humanity should be i want to see all of that and then i want to see multiple seasons uh, I think that would be amazing, and like to answer all the questions that we have. Like Bree, you said that you agreed with me that we need to see more. Like, w- would you be happy with that if if it was like more fleshed out and it's like it's pretty much this times like twenty, basically. <laughs> I think I would be happy with the leading up to it plus like you said a little bit of Westworld a little bit beyond what are the characters doing with inside this world uh, so I want a little bit of a prequel and not necessarily a sequel but the perspective of other characters Just like well. yeah an opening of the world and more exactly. character development 
Absolutely. And, you know, the perspective of other characters, not just these two, but a little bit more, you know. Yeah. What are other people doing inside this world? Like, I I would, like, absolutely love if David Cronenberg got together with, um, what's his name? The the creator of Westworld. Uh, uh, Are we talking the original yeah. or the new Jonathan one? Nolan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. okay. Chris Nolan's brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, if if you be existence with Westworld, it, it would just be phenomenal. Westworld, by the way, is my favorite TV show of all time. That's fair. Um, so, okay. So, I also asked the pitch, if you could remake the movie, would you make any changes? Is what anybody yeah i i I was actually thinking and it's funny that you brought up jonathan nolan um i was actually hoping that if a remake was to ever be created that chris nolan would direct it because i thought that his combination of being honestly psych thriller with alternate realities you know you you throw a guy in that's done both inception and interstellar 2 to an extent kind of follows that same path line yeah, um, I, it, think, it I think I think he like wrote and Memento it. was another one yeah. I I meant to bring up earlier that I I forgot about. Yeah, and and so all three of those in general, you know, he his directing style is catered to this type of this type of movie, and it would also be cool to see him do a video game movie. You know, it's it's something that I think he'd knock out of the park. Um, now, yeah. granted, Jonathan Nolan would need to write the script with him. I, you guys have been on my show enough where I talk about <laughs> Tenet and how. You know, every time they don't write together, without Jonathan. You know, yeah, exactly. We we all we all agree. Yeah. Also, would you be able to hear the movie? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I think he needs. Yeah, he needs to hire a a new audio team. That's that's for sure. A little ADR and music's a little little too loud. Uh, I would, yeah, I would like to see them redo it. Um, As far as the cast goes, Jennifer Jason Leigh's the entire cast was solid, um, except for Jude Law. I'm Jude. I'm an okay Jude Law fan. He's fine. Um, I don't think he's very versatile. Um, it would it would be nice to see somebody like a Jake Gyllenhaal in this role. Um, if you saw him okay. in Nightcrawler, and then you kind of mm-hmm. combine that with just any of his regular roles, like I don't know, Day After Tomorrow, where he just plays a regular kid, you know, or he's he's versatile Darko. enough to where yeah, I think the the creepy the creepy aspect of him, along with the ability to I would assume be able to play a spy, espionage kind of, I think he'd be able to to knock that role out of the park too. So. I'd like to see a remake with uh with Nolan and um yeah. and Gyllenhaal thrown in. No, Nolan's the first person that comes to mind. Yeah. Um. Okay. So then my my other prompt that I gave y'all was what classic. Oh, actually, I going back to the sequel prequel spinoff. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I I didn't know oh, if you we were right. taking turns or not, but uh, uh cool if this connected to like a Videodrome cinematic oh, universe. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was like, yeah. Because, yeah, cause, um, like, Videodrome first was using, you know, like, video cassettes and stuff like that. And then, like, what if, like, 10 years later they were trying to use video games to influence uh, people? And then, like, you could also, tech like, connect that to Possessor and how they're using um, mind. Yeah, pos- yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, mind possession yeah. and stuff like that. And then be cool to if if Cronenberg did more of that. I don't know how Crimes of the Future is going to turn out, but what if Crimes of the Future is just, like... Cronenberg or Videodrome three, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Brie, who just stepped out, she'll she'll be back, but she uh, in the chat, the like we're all chatting amongst each other. We she brought up Possessor, which 
is the a movie by David Cronenberg's son. What, what's his name? Brandon. Brandon Cronenberg uh, did a movie called Possessor, which is very similar to Existence with Jennifer Jason Leigh in it. And uh, the girl, I, for, I forgot the actress's name, but the actress who played Mandy and Mandy. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, I feel bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's too bad Bree stepped out, but uh, like we're talking about Andrea it Rice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, Andrea. Rice uh, yeah, uh, it, it's yeah. it's a it's a similar story to Existence. Yeah, probably yeah. uh, Brandon Cronenberg probably loved Existence, so he like wanted to do his own deal, but yeah. But uh, yes, you, you brought up Videodrome, which is very similar to Existence. Not only is the whole like, like yeah, reality being shattered through television, but Corporate also taking over your yeah corporations and media. stuff. But also the whole the the lines of saying death, death to Videodrome, long live the new flesh. Yeah, I know, and like so, I saw Existence first. But when I first saw uh, Brie, welcome back. We actually talked about the uh, the the idea you were talking about. Yeah. So I I did have my <laughs> still on. Do you not know, worry. I'm so dedicated that I'm still listening even nice. when I'm on the toilet. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll go back to it. But uh, let me finish my thoughts. So yeah, uh, Videodrome. Uh, what what was I saying? Yeah. So like, it's. Um, Shit, what was I saying? <laughs> you were comparing uh, Videodrome to well, yeah. Possessor. You were talking about the similarities. Well, to Existence, yeah. more yes. really. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a similar thing, and they say the same things. Oh, yeah, so, like, I saw Existence first, then when I saw Videodrome, and especially when they're saying death to Videodrome on the flesh, I was just like, that's Existence. Is Existence yeah. a sequel? Uh, and the then Jacob the flesh gun too. Yeah, and he yeah. takes a gun out of his chest vagina. And then <laughs> uh, so Jacob and Bree, did, did you uh, think? I, I mean, Jacob, you just brought it up, so I guess yeah. you thought about it. Bree, did did you get that? Yes. Uh, Daniel, have you seen Video Draw? I have, but it's been some time. I had okay. a well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely, we'll definitely do it. watch it. I'll, I'll bring you again all again when, when we do video drum. I'll, I'll try. That'd to be great. That kind of Same stuff. crew. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, Bree, since you want—I mean, we're going off topic a little bit—but you wanted to bring up Possessor earlier. So, uh, apart from what you heard already, is there anything else you'd like to bring up about it? Uh, no, I think, you know, this is his son's first foray into his father's legacy. Um, I thought it wasn't necessarily revolutionary, right? I mean, if you want to make the argument that David Cronenberg wasn't necessarily revolutionary in the fact that Fly was original movie, but then he mm -hmm. took it and then added a body horror element. Yes, he's great to the body horror element, but nothing that he like wrote and directed was anything brand new uh, so I, i'm very interested to see what brandon cronenberg does you know i want to see if he branches into his own i did like possessor it wasn't anything new just kind of like what we were talking about in the chat uh i'm interested to see where he goes though i did like possessor so i hope that uh he keeps directing something new and i'm interested to see 
what his next movie will be. Cool. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm, yeah, I, I'm sure we, we all will probably agree with that. As well as David Cronenberg's new movie coming out. Uh, what, what's it called? The Crimes, of, the Crimes of Tomorrow. Crimes of the or Future. The future. Yes. Which is a remake of his first movie. Well, I don't know if they oh, is it? said it's a remake. He's remaking his own movie? Oh, That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was like his very, very first short film. Let me make sure so I'm not talking out of my ass. Okay. Uh, while, while you look that up, Daniel, did you have anything for the... Going back to the prompt that we have about like remake <laughs> or sequel or prequel or anything? Yes, uh, I actually do. Um, it's funny because we mentioned a little bit about second the Matrix. Film, second film, sorry. Okay. 1970. Sorry, Daniel, go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried really hard not to interrupt anybody because I get super excited about this movie. But yeah, um, I actually really like... Um, I like what they did with the original Matrix to sort of give you um, a little bit of more view into the universe by doing the Animatrix. And uh, I've noticed that there's more people picking up on that right now. Um, we've got uh, the um, uh, we've got Diabolical that's out currently mm. on um, that, Amazon. That's and, the boys, uh, right? Yeah, and so they're looking a little bit more deep into it. And I feel like video games, comic books, stuff like that are ripe to go ahead and do something of an anthology that bridges gaps. And I feel like Existence could both do a, um, you know, short episodes, you know, uh, individual TV episodes. You could make them 15 minutes. You could make them 20. You could make them 30 um, to tell stories about um, Allegra Geller and all the bullshit that um, happened leading up to her becoming a hunted woman and best video game designer mm -hmm. in the world. Um, you could go with any of the characters that we like in it. We like somebody like Gas, but um, if you've got a yes. figure that Gas like him using, playing Art God or something, yeah, like Sorry him becoming obsessed obsessed with it. Obviously, the person that was um, that was plugged into that bioport uh, was super duper obsessed with game design too, but on like a you know, like to a fanatic level, like super person. And he, he has some really great lines, of course, with it, you know, things like, um, you know, uh, you know, I used to be uh, a gas station attendant, like you're still a gas station attendant, like only on the most pathetic level of reality yes. or of existence. Yeah, like, I, I love how psychotic that guy was. Oh yeah. Oh, it's well, the phone. <laughs> it's just him playing himself. They let him come on yeah. and say whatever he wanted. Um, him or Christopher uh, Walken. Bree, I, I want I want to know from you. What, what did you think of Gas, the William Defoe's character? Uh, really? Uh, sorry, I kind of spaced there for a moment. I was. Yeah, I mean, you you were really focused on, some, on what I you didn't some, like yeah. about all the others. Some solid notes, looking over. I, right. I was having some issues with the camera and. Uh, Oh, that's okay. Some audio <laughs> issues, so I, I, I did kind of space. I, I, I could yeah, tell you, you, you changed the angle of your camera a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I had to do a lot of stuff. That's uh, one reason no, that's why all right. But um, do, do you remember in existence the, the part, William Defoe's part? Uh, vaguely. I really can't say that. I, I feel like you didn't even watch this movie at all. <laughs> I did. It's just been quite a while. Uh, we we night. thought that you had said uh, it had yeah, been several hours. Time. Didn't you watch it immediately What's before this? Or... Yeah. Did I? Um, yeah. Why are you lying to us, Bree? 
Like, what's going on? Bree, did you love or hate this movie? We gotta know. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. I really did enjoy the movie. Interesting. Okay. It's good to know that this... You were yeah. talking about how much you hated it. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, oddly <laughs> enough. Strange. How I, these feel like I'm being, uh, I feel like I'm being picked on because I had some technical issues here. I mean, a little bit. Just a tad. But, all right, so all right, so what did you enjoy about it? Um, It's really just how Willem Dafoe is always able to capture his character That's true. really without a really a hint of an issue that you can really see. Right. Uh, going from character to character. Uh, mm-hmm. They're all unique. They all have their own type of psychology that just breaks down into this is a real person. This is a real character that I can either relate to or that I can understand. And there we have it. Uh Literally, you can describe absolutely any movie by describing exactly one good actor in it and how they do every movie. It's perfect. Yeah. Excellent. I can't can't disagree. Perfect cover-up. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um, Would you make a, a sequel or a prequel to this movie? Uh, me personally, absolutely. Uh, I would love to see how a lot more of these characters would come into depth. Uh, um, I would love to see more character development, as a lot of people would, a lot more questions answered. Okay. Very well. Yeah. Put. Yeah. No, Do you like how a portal opened up at the end and he donned a Green Goblin costume? I did. <laughs> I thought that was... We all like Joker the whole time. Really good. Good. <laughs> yeah. get my comic universe is mixed up. I'm sorry. My phone is blowing up. Oh, that, that, that's, that's okay. I'll, I'll move on to the, the next segment. So I asked all of y'all another question, which was... Uh, so if you take a classic video game that does exist in our reality... Uh, what game would you like to play in this world of existence? Uh, does anybody have? Well, for me, I'll, I actually I'll go first. I would love to play GTA in this, like That'd be full. So cool. yeah. <laughs> right? They made that Watching movie GTA. Oh, I mean, yeah, they did make that movie. Yeah, it was uh, free what? guy, free guy, free guy. But it was that movie was absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty free, fun. Free guy, it was great. It was fun. It was not great. It was not. Yes, it was. Yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. It was stupid. Uh, the free the guy, all right, the, the special it's effects. It's a comedy. Were also very amazing. <laughs> special effects were amazing, but just like uh, it was, it was so just like basic, like the existentialism. Oh, we lost Bree. Uh, pro- probably dealing with that. Uh, you know what? What she was saying about the oh, wait, she's back. <laughs> sorry, oh, okay. there's a <laughs> sorry. I lagged a little bit, but I'm back. It's okay. Good. Uh, it's problem. good to know uh, that you love this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I didn't know you were lying to us for the first like half yeah. hour. So sorry. That was, it. It was hey, just a glitch. Did, did you want to continue what you were talking about before? Right. Uh, yeah. How much uh, I hate this movie. Uh, oh, yeah, I just like right. it. Oh, sorry. right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, I forget yeah, which yeah, reality yeah. we're in right now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you know, we're, there's just layers upon layers. Turns out we're layers. actually still in the intro. 
so let, let's let's roll that trailer. Damn it! So <laughs> oh, good. This is so good. Um. Uh, anyway, um. Abrie, what what's a game a real game that exists that you would love to like if existence or transcendence was a real thing would you what game would you like to play okay um this is like super embarrassing to admit but like <clears throat> in high school and middle school and like even like late elementary school i had like such addiction to runescape uh, okay. Back when old school RuneScape was the original RuneScape, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I think I would have a lot of fun with that. Just because there's still some really good role playing opportunities, but not like so far because in the fact you're still kind of side, like not sidelined, but like hardlined. And hey, you're gonna do this, but it feels like the illusion of choice. Um, but you still gotta, like, kind of have, like, a little variance, but not a lot. I think that would be a lot of fun, honestly. Um, plus, I mean, it does include a lot of, like, the animal killing. Like, I remember leveling up by killing cows. Uh-huh. Like, right outside the main city. Uh, so I think that would be the perfect opportunity. You know, it gets a little bit of Cronenberg, you know, killing animals, making them yeah, of into course. materials, of course. You know, you get the illusion of choice while progressing the plot. Uh, I think that'd be perfect. Okay, cool. You know what? I would. I, I said GTA earlier, and like mm. that would be the perfect game. Also, Sonic the Hedgehog would be pretty dope. Okay. Just, like speeding around, like going around Rolling loops. Rolling around and... at the speed of sound. <laughs> by the way, has anybody seen the the new movie yet? Mm-mm. I kind of, I kind of feel like I want to watch it because I, I was a big Sonic fan when I was a kid. Like the first movie, like I, I don't care about at all, but the second one, I with like Tails and Knuckles, actually, it looks kind of cool. Does anybody else have have uh, addition to this, or should I go to the next prompt? I do, um, and all I right. want to actually insert myself here uh, just because you happen to mention Sonic, which has a new movie out. Um, uh, I want to do one, but I want to do one for my own personal, like, horror and upset uh, nature in it, which would be uh, Super Mario Brothers, but the Super Mario Brothers universe of the movie. Yeah! And, like, suddenly okay. show up and I'd just be like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't, I so, don't like, like that. I want to be John Leguizamo, hell yeah. The- <laughs> no. You would show up there and just be like, oh, God, this is terrible. All this Everything's <laughs> terrible here. I don't want to be in this movie. I don't want to be in this video game, definitely. Dude, you, you could go into a level where you're in the elevator with all the goofus, and you're like, yeah, <sighs> your, your mission is to make them dance. <laughs> or maybe you have to go into the boom boom room and uh, seduce a busty lady uh, like every eight-year-old dreams of doing um, Yeah, to get uh, her necklace. But no, that that would be cool. Like You, you could like, jump on the, like, the trampoline like fungus shit. Well, yeah, I don't completely hate it. Yeah, no, like it would be a fun adventure, but it would it also would just be, be like, okay, I'm very much done with this. Like, I could walk away, so I wouldn't hate it. Uh, for like, okay, I'm not gonna waste my life on this, but like, I'll do this for an hour every day, maybe. Who knows? It'll take a long time to beat the game, but I would, I would be, I would be kind of tickled just to see that as an option. Just, oh man, this is. This is going to be really eye-rolly, really grindy, and uh, I'm probably still going to have a pretty good time doing it. So, yeah, I would yeah. like to see that one. Um, 
what would be a game that would be terrible in the existence slash transcendence world? I'd like to go ahead and propose Super Mario Brothers and propose <laughs> by the I mean, movie version of Super Mario Brothers for the exact same reasons that I said I would enjoy it. Like, I also don't think I'd ever finish it or really play that often. I think it'd be one of those games I buy and I'm like, you know, I've got stuff to do. Going going back to uh, Bree's show, This Is Where You Die. Yeah. Would any of y'all like want to play like a horror game? Absolutely in, in not. This- yeah, absolutely. Like that's, Silent that's, Hill that's or what something. I was gonna say. Was like, Left for Dead. Maybe Left for Dead, but uh, honestly, a game that came out pretty recently. I mean, within the last three years or so, that very much reminds me of this is Death Stranding, Hideo Kojima. Yes. Because you're even yeah. attaching an umbilical cord to your body and bridging oh, yourself with a bridge baby, and you're also yes. fighting uh, like Cthulhu, uh, Cthulhu Lovecraftian beings called BTs. And if you uh, uh, are killed, you basically, your body becomes an atom bomb and destroys everything within like a 10 mile radius. It's like a whole post-apocalyptic FedEx delivery service video game. Um, That would be kind of cool. Also like Silent Hill, Resident Evil Village for sure. Like give me me Resident Evil anything in this world and I would be in. Just run around killing zombies and shit. Yeah, I mean, the to scary be fair, stuff. you know, Death Stranding has that all-star cast, just like uh, Existence yeah. does. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, got Norman Reedus on par. Norman Reedus. You got <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's up there for sure. And it's also well, I'm, actually, I was gonna say like I feel like Existence isn't up its own ass as much as uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding is very <laughs> pretentious and thinks it's like way cleverer than it actually is. I mean, it's Let's Kojima. Go it's yeah, Kojima, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, we're getting we're getting off traffic. For One sure. of the first twisters. You know. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Let me let me go on to to the last prompt I had, which was if you could make your own original video game in within existence and or transcendence, would, does anybody have like an idea for your own movie or not movie? Sorry, a game. Jurassic Park. Well, that that wouldn't I mean, be original. That's not it? very original. <laughs> but give me any sort of like Donkey Kong. Like, like give me like Donkey Kong would be pretty tight. Prehistoric planet jumping like, over barrels me... and shit. Yeah. Oh, you mean well, that Adam Sandler one? Pixels. Into that. Another great movie. Johnny, you haven't set, brought anything to the table. Do you have any idea for... For games? <laughs> I was about to say, did you listen to what I said earlier? Of course I didn't come to the table with it. I don't play video games. Live action Jenga. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, yeah, I play pretty... live action Jenga. Play some uh, beer pong. You know, what if we did existential... Excuse me. What if we did existence inside the world of beer pong? But we use water instead. <laughs> and everyone's water sober the whole time. That sounds so that insanely sounds awful. fun. That sounds great. Everyone can just be like me at a party. 20, 20 drunk motherfuckers, and I'm the only guy there, you know, more sober than a saint on Christmas. I don't know. Uh, pretty damn sober. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, no, I don't I don't have any ideas for games on this. You've got no games mothers. whatsoever. Okay. Right. I'd love to play Existence in the world of Madden. 
There we go. <laughs> okay, cool. Ian, the games that I play are literally Madden and NBA 2K. That's what okay, I play. Okay, cool. I don't play anything yeah. else. <laughs> yeah, well, dude, that, that would be cool. Like, like playing play NBA and shit. And then, like, <laughs> actually, I, I just paused the game. Existence Johnny's is paused. I got to run with Johnny's idea here. Could you imagine fantasy football if you were actually able to just do that? But, like, as the game itself? That would be kind of cool. Right. Like you just go that out there with cool. your buddies. You I, go I out there. That. You choose yeah. players. You actually get to watch them play the game called the shots. Like yeah. that would be pretty entertaining. Is is uh, I'm not a big sports fan, but I would really like doing that. That'd be crazy. Because you get a shit get, like, ton of money. Yeah. And... Well, no, but also <laughs> imagine doing upgrades and stuff. Like you can you can have a dragon on your team. You can go ahead and uh, you know uh, bring in upgrades like like. Guns. I don't know. You could do anything with it. That's so, like, great Real again. fantasy. Like, oh yeah, that's a red mage. So he's gonna shoot a fireball at you and also heal up the uh, the quarterback. So don't screw with him. Yeah, we yeah. gotta have our supports, our tanks, our <laughs> and then bring in cheat codes. So you're like, <laughs> that would 100 percent play yeah. existential. Bring in your, ga uh, bring in your game shark. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's relevant, right? Kids <laughs> still use game sharks, right? Okay. Oh shit! Not no. but, but imagine like Mortal Rumble Kombat. packs. No. Mortal Kombat. Oh, God. Mortal oh wait, Kombat. That, they, did that. That, that, they, they did that. They did that in like beers. So it pretty much just say, we we'd all just end up like banning each other. It would just become ready for <laughs> like every everything in our childhoods in one fucking. Oh yeah. I mean, like PlayStation Four is doing that right now as we speak, bringing back all the old games. You know, existence would bring in all the old games. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. I think that that's enough bullshit. For I'm just for saying. One sorry. One more part. Everything that y'all talking about. Saints Row. I'm just saying. Oh, I mean, yeah, I yeah. said GTA yeah. earlier, so. Yeah. I'm just saying Saints Row <laughs> brings in, you know, the seriousness of GTA, but then the bullshit of everything else. It's yeah. the best combo. character creator out there. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah it is. for yeah, sure. It for absolutely sure. is the best. <laughs> yes, you could you could like yeah make make your character like literally anything you want True. in Saints Row. Yep. True. Cool. Uh, does anybody have anything else before we rate this? Nope. All right, nice. cool. Well, uh, yeah, so since we're somewhat mixed in this, well, I'm, I'm going to have us, like, go whoever liked it and then disliked it. So I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. I love this movie. I, I wish there could be more. Like, I'm not fulfilled. I'm still hungry after watching this. This movie definitely leaves me, like, it's just, like, an appetizer. I, w I want more. Um, but I still, like, I really enjoy the idea that pr proposes. And uh, I've shown it to many of my friends, like I said. So I will rate this eight Jude Laws who are afraid of their body being penetrated. Now, to go to the opposite of me, Brie, what do you rate this? Ooh, um, like I said, I'm not a fan. Uh, you brought up the fact that I'm on the opposite end, so I'm so glad that uh, the second comes uh, best here. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, didn't like it. Um at this point, just because I'm part of the younger generation, it's nothing. Yeah, new. I mean, you, you brought up yeah. very good points. 
Yeah. Like not nothing <laughs> that you said were uh I, I could argue with or I, I thought like you don't know what you're talking about, except for that one weird time that like you fixed your, your mic and then you came back and then all of a sudden you liked it. So the, yeah. No, it's just was a glitch. You know, you know, it was the second you know, the second layer of me. It's an the impressive fact glitch. That- Really yeah. Really yeah. Let your hair grow out a little bit. You dyed it. <laughs> I grew a beard. Yeah. You know the beard I've yeah. always wanted. You know. Yeah. Um, you only wanted it for five minutes. So that, you know. Just, you it's know, like Saints Row all over again. Yeah, for sure. You know, my accent even changed from game to game. Um, yeah, just like you said. You know, I've already said my piece. Uh, I'm not a fan. I will always be a Cronenberg fan. Just not a fan of this. Uh, and so for that. I will give it a four spores that uh, come from the burning ashes of my hopes and dreams. Nice. Very well, that, nice. that was great. Um, Jacob. Oh, yeah. I mean, this movie's just a good time for me. Um, pretty solid. I never didn't really have any sort of like major detriments, but like you, it's like I kind of just want a little more, but I also just love how subdued it was for, you know, your stereotypical like Cronenberg feature and especially in comparison to like the blockbusters like The Matrix and Fight Club and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give it like eight porthole lickings out of ten. Nice. All right, uh, Johnny. Yeah, I mean, you know me from what I just said earlier. Um, yeah, it was solid. It was a solid movie. I didn't love it. You know, definitely didn't hate uh-huh. it. Um, we, we were definitely making fun of it a lot last night. We were. Yeah, you and I, you and I in particular <laughs> were. Yeah, we were before, especially before Jacob got there. We were we were cheesing pretty hard. Um, it's it's definitely. I think I think with it with a with such a strong cast like they had with a director like Cronenberg, who obviously does a lot of the body horror stuff that you guys talk about loving and stuff, but he also does regular psych thrillers and dramas. You know, I, I talked about Eastern Promises and History of Violence earlier, which are both, like, Oscar-worthy contenders. Like, they're both very, very well-done films. Um, I would have thought the script for this would have been stronger, honestly. I thought the dialogue would have been a bit more concise, a bit wittier, um, and that bothered me a lot. There was just something... I felt like it was missing. Once again, still enjoyed the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I'd probably, I'd honestly be right on the line with IMDb. I know that's that's very rare for me to agree with critics, but I'd say <laughs> six and a half, um, six and a half NPCs that unfairly get killed every single time anybody uh, plays a D campaign or a video so game like this. It's yeah, all so it's just, fair. I mean, the the, the Chinese <laughs> waiter, he's just, he's this nice dude who like brings them the special and, and they, sh- they, they fuck his face up with shooting teeth into his cheeks. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I just, I felt so bad. That's still fair. I still call that yeah. fair. But it was still entertaining. <laughs> still had an entertaining time watching it. So awesome. So would you say that the rest of the party is a bunch of murder hobos? I would have to. Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry guys. All uh, the murder hobos are here. Uh, and uh, finally, Daniel. Um, I, I adore this movie. I really enjoy uh, watching it. I quote it fairly often. Um, definitely. I would love uh, to when... see the be around you when you quote it. <laughs> <laughs> when I people just bring me paused. bad news, uh, I definitely do the death of the demon slash demoness and uh, state their full name. Uh, I also really like when someone's not paying attention to me. I like to repeat what I say using their full name in a sentence uh, with the same cadence as Ted Michael does. Like, um, 
sorry, Ian Webb. Uh, I would like <laughs> to know what your opinion is on this movie. Yeah. And I just, I love it. It's great uh, for that sort of thing. Um, this movie has more characters in it that I know the first and last name of than any other movie that uh, that I've ever watched. It's five to total characters that I know. I'm sure there's going to be more by the time I'm done rewatching it another 20 times. But um, yeah, I really loved it. It has um, fun and weird mixed into one with uh, a certain amount of gross and... Um, uh, a good amount of nonsense that I really appreciate uh, that goes across mm -hmm. both video games and movie. So I'd like to give this a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, that is Woo! 9 with the second N being capitalized. Point with the N capitalized also. Uh, but then uh, 10, nice. it's got the T capitalized. Nice. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. All right. Spell it. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I, mean, I kind of decided better myself. Uh, <laughs> and you won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So that, that's, that's the show. <laughs> that's the show. Or is um, it? Or, or yeah. Is, or is, is, it? is, is the there intro? another episode? There's an intimacy involved, and playing ecstasy is the fact that the intimacy is removing a bullet from her shoulder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's so many things we didn't go into. So much. Uh, pages. Like, we, pages. We, we went deep. We, we definitely went right into the deep end. And didn't even yeah, we didn't bother even with the touch on the army shit. guy at the end who just shows up with a machine gun and just yeah. shoots everything. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse That's me, how you, do, you definitely know it's a game where they're just shooting that fucking. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that'll do it for this episode of Cold Trash Horror Movie Grind. That, thank you, especially Bree, but also Johnny for your polarizing opinions. You. Uh, like I enjoy. It. I I I want more episodes where we can disagree, but still have a good discussion. But that was agree so much that. fun. I can yes. disagree with you on every episode moving forward if you like. So <laughs> well, mental I, note I, made. I'm sure. I mean, you you have for the most part already. So. <laughs> not not recently, but yeah, you, overall, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, although you did enjoy Swamp Zombies too, which was your first. Episode <laughs> yeah, I like I like the Spine of Night from from last week. That was yeah. Pretty, oh yeah. Was no, yeah. I was really surprised by that too. Yeah, me too. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will go ahead and do the sneak peek of ten. Uh, next week's ten angry uh, episode, which is angry. right. Did you say twelve angry men? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. twelve angry men. <laughs> and here's a clip of twelve angry men right here. Hell yeah! You didn't tell me you were doing this next week. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, this is a fucking classic, man. This is one of my favorite Carpenter movies. Oh, this might be yep. my favorite Carpenter movie, actually. Uh, yeah, really? really Honestly, it's it's. It, it, might, it might be mine too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like. I, mean, I don't know, man. Halloween is still. Well, and the thing, and then the thing, of course, too. Yeah, so they're <laughs> all like up there. Like, yeah, they're all. Yeah, it's hard to hard to pick one. But yeah, that, you, this uh, scene came... right here just makes the whole movie. Yeah, uh, would you say that he came here to? Shoe bubble Kick gum ass and ass shoe bubblegum? Yep. We're all out of bubblegum. Yeah. Does this 
I would be having a blast. Like, if I had his glasses, I'd just be, like, doing this all day. Just like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> I feel like I'd get a migraine. Yeah, probably. This is, like, definitely ahead of its time, too. Oh, Another yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely ahead of its time. Maybe not this episode next for me, because uh, I will agree with you that this is a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a better way to, to put dystopian uh, genre into highlight quite so much as having a um, mystic set of glasses that allows you to see through the veil of dystopia. Yeah, at what point yeah. do you know which reality you're in? This is just existence, too. We <laughs> <laughs> know it came Sunday out before thing. existence. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Even better. Oh, yeah, because 80s, duh. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> Maybe it's because this movie is so much better than Existence in a lot of ways. True. Very true. But it is. Uh, Turns out we're still in Existence. What's your problem? Also, we're still watching best, Existence. Yeah, also, the best fight scene in cinema between him and Keith David. Oh, my God. That's, that's, said, what's your that's where the movie loses me. Is like, all right, now we're watching wrestling. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> Roddy Ray. Know what's happening. Which is the fake, okay. by the way. I don't know if any of y'all do that. Uh, yeah. But that's why wrestling is so great. True. Yes. That is They Live. I do have a completely full group of people for that movie already. Um, killing me, Ian. I know oh, you all thanks. love it. Uh, no one hurts, dude. I, I am bringing yeah. in like someone who's never seen it before, so I was going to ask, like, how do you mm-hmm. feel watching this movie now? Uh, what I could do, maybe I could review that movie with that panel and then bring y'all for another panel. <laughs> oh, cool. We, we could review this movie twice. That is a possibility. It's a movie good enough to warrant two reviews, That's I would true. say. True. Yeah. Especially right. Jacob and I were Carpenter fans. You gotta yeah. exactly. There you go. You gotta be. Yeah. I was so upset. I realized I was muted throughout the entire like first half. Of that <laughs> oh, I was wondering why like, you weren't chiming in with anything. I was like, what's yeah, I was like, anything? I was like, what? Why are they ignoring me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, damn uh, it. All right. Well, uh, well, we'll see. I, I, I can see about reviewing this twice. Yeah, with a different panel. Uh, Let's all do it without Ian. How about that? That's that's. Ooh, yeah. that'd be fun. I'll, I'll just be over here. Just be Ian's like, an NPC. Yeah, exactly. We'll unjustly, we we'll like unjustly a, kill him. Or like yeah. a memorial montage. We used to just give like our thirty seconds. Just like, oh god, yeah, they live was such a great movie. I, I miss it so much. I wish it would come back. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that that we'll we'll all right. I'll I'll officially invite you all back for they live part two. Woo! No, nobody has ever given me so much shit for showing the movie and be like, all right, you can't you can't be that's part such of a, this. That's such a tease. <laughs> that's that's really such a, that is such a yeah, I'm gonna cover uh, Jacob on this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll do that in a couple of weeks. So next week, look for they live and. With a completely different panel, and then a week after that, <laughs> look forward to this same panel with they live again. Yeah. Uh, well, just just don't say anything that we talked about the week before. 
All right. <laughs> uh, be sure to check out Bree's new show. This is where you die. Yes, please do. Yes. Uh, check out Jacob's new uh, old show. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's new old show. <laughs> Jacob and Reese versus Evil. It's also about horror movies in general. Uh, check out Johnny's show. I don't give a flick. And uh, check out Daniel on this show. <laughs> it's the only place I go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks everybody for watching. And uh, we'll see you next week for They Live. See you later.